Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Welcome, everyone. I'm sorry I'm a little scattered. I am in the process of moving right now. Our uh, youngest son went to college three days ago, and Hope and I are kind of starting the next phase of our life uh, that we're really excited about. And uh, part of that is going from 10 acres out in the country to one acre more in the city. So we're right in the middle of that. Welcome. Wherever you are, whenever you're listening, uh, we, we are greatly honored by your presence every single week. And we thank you for coming. We hope to give you a little something to think about, a little something to challenge you, a little something to maybe make your week a little bit better, and maybe every once in a while to make it better for the rest of your life. At least uh, that's what we hope and pray. So the spiritual law for this week is, did Henry Ford have you pegged? Or does Henry Ford have you pegged? Uh, for those of you who are not from the United States, Henry Ford is kind of uh, considered the godfather of the modern automobile. Now, I know my friends in Germany and Japan will not be happy about that, probably. And they probably, and there's probably some truth to that, especially in Germany. But it, at least in America and in, and in some places uh, around the world, Henry Ford, who kind of invented the first uh, mainstream American automobile that has subsisted over the years, and not only that, but sort of uh, did that in an automation way with his factory that kind of changed the face of automation all over the world. Uh, brilliant man from everything I can tell, a good man, and Ford, of course, is still going strong today. Uh, that's the automobile brand, Ford. Well, Henry Ford had a wonderful quote. Here it is. And I want you to think about that, about this this week. If you think you can or can't do a thing, you're probably right. Read it one more time. If you think you can or can't do a thing, you're probably right. And uh, I, I really love that because I've experienced that in my life, and I bet you have too. Uh, we've all known those people who it, it just seemed like nothing could stop them. They had a dream. They had a calling. They had a mission, or they just had something that was a passion of theirs that they were excited about. And, yeah, they hit roadblocks along the way, but it's also amazing sometimes how the doors seem to fly open for those people. And you wonder, 
man, how did that happen? How did they get that connection? How did they get in that door? How did that, you know, that seems lucky, okay? Uh, how come I don't get luck like this, all right? Well, I, I think it's typically more than luck when someone is uh, doing something based on their passion. Passion comes from the heart, and passion is love-based, all right? And there's another way you can do something, and it still may mean you're driven or excited or whatever, but it's not passion. It's I want this, and I want it really, really bad, and nothing's going to stop me until I get it, and that is fear-based. I want is fear-based. And from from that fear-based I want comes lust, L-U-S-T, not love. What's the difference? Lust takes and takes and takes and then takes some more. And if it gets to where it can't take anymore, it becomes angry and either uh, attacks the thing that won't give it what it wants anymore or leaves and goes on to the next person or thing that they can start taking from again. And these uh, these people tend to be insatiable. They take and take and take for decades, but nothing ever satisfies them. Well, the reason for that is that it wasn't passion. It was fear-based lust. And, and nothing in the world will ever feel that because it's internal, not external, all right? Love, on the other hand, gives and gives and gives and gives some more, and it gives to maybe many people, maybe everyone connected. And if, it does, and if love doesn't get what it wants in return, it doesn't get angry, maybe disappointed, maybe sad a little, but not angry. And even after being disappointed or sad, the love passion base will bounce back. Typically, in a few days or weeks, almost always within six months, even if it's something really, really, really big, where the lust base when something really, really big and negative happens, may not bounce back at all, or it'll be much more difficult, all right? So that's kind of the difference in in the two very general types of people and two very general ways of living life. Very few people are all passion. Very few people are all fear. Most people are in between. So where are you kind of, if that was a minus 10 to plus 10, minus 10 was all fear and I want, I want, I want, and you get angry when you don't get what you want, which is the proof that it's lust, not love, where are you on that minus 10 to plus 10 love-based passion, and when you don't get what you want, you don't get angry, you may be disappointed or sad but you're okay after a while, you don't want to hurt anybody, you don't want to run. Well, you might want to, but you don't. You stay there and keep giving, okay? So that might be uh, 
awesome homework for this week if you can just figure out where you are on that. Minus 10 to plus 10. Okay? But let, let's get into this a little more. If you think you can or can't do a thing, you're, you're probably right. All right. First of all, there's, this is all about belief. When he says, if you think, what he's really saying is if you believe you can or believe you can't, you're probably right. Because our thoughts come from our beliefs. Our beliefs come from our memories. Our beliefs are interpretations of all memories about that thing. Okay? In other words, I could have, let, let, let's just pick something. Um, uh, let's say, I'm not going to go to politics. That's too too much of a hot button right now, especially in America. Um, let's talk about uh, diet and exercise. Okay? I can have a belief that I should not eat a half gallon of ice cream today for health reasons but then still end up eating a half gallon of ice cream today, even though I know I have the belief that I shouldn't do that. Well, why do I do that? How do I do that when I have a belief that I shouldn't? Um, this is one thing that I have told my personal clients for over 30 years, and it's one of the number one things that gets them mad at me. And here it is. You always do what you believe. No exceptions. A hundred percent of the time, no exceptions. You always do what you believe. Now, why has that gotten my clients mad at me? Because they're, they're seeing me because they're doing something they don't want to be doing, typically, or not doing something they do want to be doing. In other words, they are violating their own belief system of either right and wrong or just this is what's best for me and this is what's not. So that's why they're there. So for me to tell them, well, what you think you believe is not what you really believe, that you should uh, eat healthy and exercise some. What you really believe is you should eat that, that half gallon of ice cream and and. You know, they're sitting there thinking, no, I don't. I fought with that all day long, saying, I don't want to do that. I want to be healthy. I want to start getting more healthy, et cetera. Well, here's how it works. You may have a thousand memories about diet and exercise. In fact, you may have a hundred thousand memories because anytime you think about diet and exercise, you create a new memory or strengthen or change an existing one, okay, every single time. Well, how many times have you thought in your life about anything related to diet and exercise? Well, thousands for any of us, okay. So you may have 500 memories that say don't eat the gallon of ice, the half gallon of ice cream, but you may have 200 memories that say eat the gallon of ice cream you can start the diet tomorrow. You need some comfort and enjoyment and pleasure now. And so you eat the half gallon of ice cream. Now, you may be thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That math doesn't make sense. 500 that say don't, 200 that say do, and the 200 wins? 
What's up with that? Well, what's up with that is that the fear-based memories are prioritized by the unconscious because they serve as an early warning defense system against negative things happening to us, which is the only thing we're supposed to ever go in fear about, okay? And so they're prioritized. And especially if you've got one or two or three big trauma memories that say eating a half gallon of ice cream makes this better, at least for a few hours, and you need a few hours, okay? And so in that scenario... One or two memories saying, go ahead and eat the half gallon, could cause you to do that in spite of a thousand memories saying, don't. Start today being more healthy, okay? And that's how every issue in your life works. The the fear-based, especially if there's trauma released, which is determined by adrenaline being released at the time it happened or at the time it was imagined, doesn't have to really happen, okay, at the time it was imagined, that's how they're prioritized. And with with our positive love-based memories, adrenaline isn't released. Oxytocin is. So that's that's kind of how that works. Okay, so how can you change this? It sounds like I'm a puppet on a string a little bit. Okay, let's take a look at that and understand how it works. You have three types of belief, placebo, nocebo, and de facto. Placebo belief means believing a lie, but it's a positive lie. Like, hey, I should go ahead and eat the half gallon of ice cream and have two, three, four hours of pleasure, I'll start the health stuff tomorrow. And let's say you do that, and after eating the half gallon of ice cream, you do. You feel pretty good. And maybe, maybe if you, and maybe you even have a belief that this won't make me fat because I did it for this reason. Now, I doubt anybody would believe that, but let's just say that hypothetically. And then the next day, you go weigh yourself, and you either didn't gain weight or you just gained a tiny bit, and it's not near as much as you think you should have gained for eating that half gallon of ice cream. And so you think, hey, this works for me. I I can eat ice cream for this reason, and I won't gain weight. Well, that's a placebo belief. You're believing a lie, but it's a positive lie that can affect the physiology of your body So why wouldn't you want to do that long term? Two reasons. Number one, because it's not true and your unconscious knows it's not true, which means it's going to send a lie signal to the the hypothalamus in your brain and increase your stress, which is how you got in this place in the first place. All right? So the first problem with that is it's going to come back and bite you most likely. The second reason not to do that, even if you see some quick short-term benefit, is because it almost never lasts. The average that placebos work is about 30%. Now, that's very general. That's kind of worldwide on all issues, some higher, some lower, but about 30%. And even in the 30%, it's, 
it's almost never sustained to completion. Meaning, maybe for a week you don't gain much weight, but then the second week you gain 15 pounds. Lying to your nervous system may do something short-term, but long-term it almost never holds up. Okay? So that's placebo. Nocebo is not believing the truth. In other words, there's a positive thing that can happen, but because you don't believe it, it stops it from happening. I'll give you an illustration. Uh, I was told about a study where they, on migraine headaches, and they told the participants, we have this new um, uh, state-of-the-art migraine headache drug that what it does is it stimulates your brain and nervous system to produce an internal morphine-like painkiller, but because it's, a, because it's produced by the brain and nervous system, it's 100% organic, and therefore there's none of the bad stuff, and it works way better than any of the morphine-type painkillers you could ever take. So it's like a miracle for migraines, all right? So that, that's what they tell people, and then they give them a sugar pill, okay? And sure enough, a significant percentage of people have their migraine headache go away and say, wow, this is like a miracle. You're right. Man, I need a lifetime supply of these, all right? Well, what's different about this study is they actually went into the brain and nervous system with uh, some scans and imaging and blood work and all kinds of stuff, and what they found was astounding. They found that the brain and nervous system actually did produce an organic, high-potency pain reliever, which is why their headache went away. Now, what does that tell you? It tells you that your body has the ability to do that at any time. Yours does, mine does. If it worked for a significant percentage of the people in the study, it would work for anyone. Why didn't it work for the others? They didn't believe it, all right? And so that's a nocebo. When your brain and mind and nervous system are capable of doing something, but because you believe it can't or won't work for you, even if it works for every other person in the world, you literally stop it from working, okay? That's nocebo. The fact, though, is, is the reality. Whether anyone else thinks it is, whether the studies show it is, none of that matters. It is the reality, the truth about this situation, no matter what anyone says. Okay. When you believe the de facto truth, which is sometimes hard to figure out, especially when you're talking about issues of the heart, that's when miracles happen because you're believing the truth, which means there's no resistance to the uh, possibility of your brain and nervous system producing the migraine stuff. And you're not believing the lies, which means it's not kicking your brain into fight or flight with the release of adrenaline and you're going to end up with the oxytocin, endorphins, and all those wonderful things, okay? Um, another 
kind of support of this. So, so the, the point of that is you have to all your life, it never ends, be on a relentless mission to do whatever you do in love as best you can in the present moment. And number two, to find the truth about whatever situation in your life, in your health, in your ancestry, uh, in a business deal, whatever, to find the truth and not give up until you've exhausted that search and as best you can find the truth. Because if you're not in love, that means you're in fear and that's going to, that's going to mess you up. If you're acting on a lie rather than the truth, even if you don't know it, that's going to mess you up or at least limit you. So the people who go out there where we kind of started today, and it seems like nothing can stop them, that's my opinion of what's going on with them. They are believing the de facto truth about themselves, their situation, their passion, their calling, and when you do that, Miracles do happen. Doors do fly open, okay? And I don't think that's the law of attraction. A lot of people would argue with me about that. I think it's the power of love and grace and living in the spiritual and the commitment to the present moment in love no matter what, okay? Um, another thing about the nocebo and placebo as far as not wanting to live there, is um, those are a lot like affirmations, uh, which were the biggest thing in the psychology, natural health world a couple of decades ago. And then the university studies, double-blind university studies started coming out saying for most people, affirmations make things worse, not better, because the person really doesn't believe it. And so their mind is interpreting it as a lie and spiking their stress, or their belief is blocking their mind and body and circumstances from what is possible, no, either nocebo or placebo. What I advocate and always have is de facto. And, and that's why I don't believe in affirmations. I believe in truth-focused statements, which are very, very different. And if you're not living in love, you're, that's where you're going to be, placebo and nocebo, okay? Uh, the last thing I want to share, and then I'll sign off for today, is uh, I think I referenced this last week, is the wonderful work of, of my friend, Dr. Bruce Lipton, from Stanford Medical School, cellular biologist who said, uh, based on his research in the lab, okay, this is not psychology stuff, this is biology, that your beliefs control your thoughts, your beliefs control your feelings, your beliefs control your actions, and here's the one that really shocked the science world, your beliefs control your DNA and the physiology of your body. So if your beliefs are in truth and in love, you're going to have those kind of actions, thoughts, feelings, physiology. If your 
if your beliefs are nocebo or placebo, but either one's a lie, then you're either you're either holding yourself back by the nocebo beliefs or you're constantly trying thing after thing after thing on the placebo, but none of them ever deliver the way you want them to, and they're not sustained. And so you keep searching for thing after thing. Where the problem the whole time and the solution is you're believing a lie. And you got to get down in there in your heart and mind and heal the lies and affirm and build up the truth and love, which is everything that we're about. So we would love to help you with that. But whether we do or not, please meditate and pray on this this week and see where I am, where am I on that minus 10 to plus 10 on, on fear-based lust and I want versus love-based passion and, um, and giving rather than taking and I want. All right. And, uh, if, if you don't like where you are, it typically doesn't magically get better. You, you, you need to get some tools, maybe get some help, and fix the negatives and boost the positives. And you can absolutely do that, and usually in a short period of time.